I'm Ingrid Delamar Kenny. I'm the CEO and founder of The Method. She's also my wife and she's the smartest woman I've ever met. First of all, she's my mom and she's really cool. She's all that and she's a superhero. Never mind CEO, she's gangster. This is the Pardon My French podcast. On this episode, you'll hear about wellness, fitness, Frenchism, and lifestyle, a Trey fucking chic gangster podcast. Hosted by fitness and wellness French hedonism guru and creator of The Method, The Body, yours truly, Ingrid Delamar Kenny, live from Monte Carlo, Monaco. On this show, you'll find a mix of audio entertainment, including listener and audience questions answered about health wellness, lifestyle, family, and relationships, and my French holistic tips to be healthy, have your best body, and transform both your body and your mindset into the happiest ever, as well as living la belle vie lifestyle like a chic French gangster. Hello, and welcome to Pardon My French podcast. I am Ingrid Delamar Kenny and I am your host from beautiful Monaco. Today is uh, actually a podcast episode that has been determined by the amount of questions that I've gotten um, about restoring gut health after having exposed your gut to, I don't want to say chemical, but I want to say processed food or diets that may have corrupted the health of your microbiome, of your gut health. And on one side, this question makes me ever so happy because I it, it shows me that people are now more aware of gut, of gut health, gut flora. Um, people didn't talk about this before. People talked about healthy and organic and dieting but they never really refer to the gut the way that they do today so the fact that I get this question from all types of different demographies and the fact that my listeners my audience my followers have gotten so educated about this as far as saying how can I restore my gut and how can my hormones be healed and no longer inflamed as a result the fact that you as an educated audience know what question to ask and you're able to make the correlation between gut health hormones and the fact that whatever diet you've been following, whatever powders you've been absorbing and ingesting or products or bars, whatever it is, uh, you're able to make the correlation between that and having things like IBS, or, you know, any type of digestive disruption or hormonal disruptions or loss of period. So the frenzy started a few weeks ago and I announced it on my Instagram right away. I addressed it, I did a live about it. Um, it wasn't news. And I will, I will explain why I'm saying this like that. It was not news, but the news broke out that Gigi Crackers, 
which I've spoken about on episode 12 of Pardon My French. Uh, GD crackers are not, as we thought, organic. Now, they have not been misrepresented by the by you know GG Fiber, the company that that manufactures them. It had never been represented as organic, but because it is called a Scandinavian cracker, because it shows made in Norway, and it has a Norwegian flag on the packets, we all assume that it's a European product and we are safe. Well, let me tell you, we need to be better informed about which countries are European, first of all, and which aren't. And the fact that it doesn't mean that because something comes from across the pond, so not North America, not China, but, you know, European countries or countries close to Europe or surrounding Europe, it does not necessarily mean that it is organic or healthy. Let me explain. The fact is that food are grown using pesticides, growth hormones, antibiotics, and other kinds of chemicals. They may be safe for consumptions. Um, you know, of course, the research says that there have been no recorded cases of anyone being ill because they consume conventional foods. We all consume conventional food. I mean, I eat Oreo cookies. I have a cereal here and there. Those are processed food. And of course, if it's not organic, we assume that it will have been grown using pesticides, growth hormones, antibiotics, and other kinds of chemicals. Now, when I say we, I said so because I've lived in the United States. France has a different stand today on pesticides. It has a different stand on growth hormones and antibiotics. Um, as a matter of fact, very little growth hormones has been used in the past 10 years in France. So when I say we, I am implementing myself um, in the demography of my audience because I've lived in the United States for a really long time and I have consumed those foods very well knowing um, what it what it implies to consume conventional food um, and not to be a hypocrite here and say that everything I eat is organic but the more um, the more I've been tending to my gut the more I've been concerned about my hormones and especially since I've been trying to conceive again the less inclined I've been to eating foods out of a package now I know that's not realistic for everyone and I know that it also means spending a lot more money on food. So I'm going to be practical here and relatable and not tell you that everything you consume should be, you know, from organic agriculture or farmer, and then you should be cooking everything. Of course, it's okay to have packaged food, and I have some. I will do a video of my pantry and you will see some processed food. But where we can help it, where we rely on certain foods for health, which for me, Gigi Cracker, back in 2017, when I was consuming them and I was selling them to clients in Monaco, we had them at the studio, they were on our shelves, we were selling them to clients to help them consume more fiber. Um, and I was recommending them. We viewed it, I viewed it as a health food. Now, as far as I'm concerned, when a food is concerned healthy, it should be free of pesticide. There is nothing I consider healthy today that actually comes from 
manufacture with processed, you know, qualities and ingredients and, uh, you know, things like thickeners and lecithin and maltodextin. Like the minute my food has this type of ingredients, it can no longer be considered a health food. And I don't care if they put a green leaf on it or if they put those beautiful labels of non-GMO and FDA approved and all of that fucking shit because you know what? It should not be labeled a health food. Today, you cannot let labeling, and I, there is an episode that I did about this, something about green leaf, uh, tell green leaf to shut a trap or something like that. Um, which you can look for, it was a few months ago in my podcast episodes. You know, the, the fact is, you cannot consider relying on something as a health food if it has either, you know, been manufactured using pesticides, growth hormones, antibiotics, and other kinds of chemicals. That's the bottom line. It should not be a health food. This is why I would consider that simply inulin is a pure health food because not only, you know, it comes from Jerusalem artichoke root but it's also coming from completely organic crops from you know a nation in europe meaning europe that has completely abolished the use of pesticides growth hormones antibiotics on organic crops now i've seen such stupidity on instagram coming from professionals dietitians nutritionists who you know, didn't want to backtrack on Gigi crackers. And I think that is ridiculous. And no, I am not talking about that very notorious cracker diet um, because that person or rather, you know, that company has not even, you know, spoken up about whether, you know, they were concerned about the fact that Gigi is not organic. They probably knew about it. We should have known about it. Like I said, Gigi cracker didn't lie about it. But I'm talking about those people looking for this 15 minutes of, of fame on Instagram, those, you know, new dietitians and RDs and, I mean, dietitians and RDs are the same, sorry, dietitians and registered nutritionists or, you know, fitness gurus that didn't want to go back on their, I guess, claim to fame that may have included some Gigi crackers and, you know, following a certain diet or and started saying that conventional food and organic food contain the same amount of pesticide in the United States. Granted, we have found out that many organic foods and vegetables are actually still sprayed. When I had um, House of Lauren on the podcast, the last episode, she explained that her dad was a truck driver, a truck driver, a food truck driver, and he transported vegetables and fruits and he told his girl he told his daughter so house of lauren um you know don't get fooled don't get fooled because i drop the same exact fruits at the organic shop as i do at the supermarket so are you being scammed in the united states and thinking you're having organic fruits and vegetables and you're not are some organic fruits and uh, foods that are semi-processed still corrupted perhaps but the bottom line is in this case just be careful what you call healthy i am very upset today that people selling you a diet refer to their business as the health business 
This is not health and this is not wellness, it's diet. And very often the products that they have you consume have nothing to do with being healthy. And this is what, you know, this is how I'm going to segue into today's, um, to this subject. How did this subject come about? No, I am not going to bash a certain diet. No, I am not going to bash a certain product or any kind of brand of product. And no, I am not pointing at a certain product or company. How did it come about? When the GG drama erupted, you had two types of reactions. You had people that were up in arms going, oh my God, there was a Norwegian flag um, on, on the box. I assume this is coming from Europe. I assumed it has to be organic because everything that's from Europe is so much better than what's in the United States. I assume, I assume it was a health food. Where is the problem? The problem is that people that relied on GG crackers relied on them very often to be regular for regular bowel movement. Um, they relied on it to add a certain amount of fiber to their diet daily, which meant that they were getting six to eight GG crackers per day because that's what's recommended to get your accurate amount of dietary fiber daily. And so when that comes into play, it means that you're continuously and repeatedly relying on this food and having it, consuming it daily. Like, I'm sorry, I don't eat Oreos every day. So even if they come from, you know, a stern flour that may have been, and that is probably, um, you know, deriving from flour that's, you know, been treated with pesticide, growth hormone, antibiotics, and other kinds of chemicals, um, because it's a conventional food. I don't eat Oreos every day, but Gigi crackers, people relied on them every fucking day. That's a fucking load of pesticide and shit in your body. Now, when Gigi Cracker was reached out to uh, on Instagram, and I know my friend Dara Kaplan, who you have heard on this podcast um, previously and who I rely on for um, knowledgeable information about the FDA and about regula health regulations on skincare and food supplements, CBD. She's just very knowledgeable because of her business as a publicist in the health, wellness, and, and skincare industry. Um, she was up in arms going, shit, I've been consuming them. I thought it was a health food. I thought it was not, you know, treated with Roundup. I didn't think I was literally dealing with a, something derived, you know, of the Monsanto issue. And then you had some people that are not huge on Instagram, but still every little voice counts today. There's got to be, whether you have two people listening to you or a hundred people listening to you as a health, wellness, fitness professional, or simply as a, you know, wellness influencer, you're still affecting health. And so those idiots looking for their 15 minutes of, sh of fame, I was going to say of shame, just, you know, that's like a lucky lapsus. Um, we're more like, well, I eat conventional food. We all eat conventional food. Who cares? We reached out to Gigi Crackers. They said they never pretended that it was organic. This is not news. Guess what? It was fucking news to me. So who are you to tell me that because I was not aware or perhaps I misinformed myself or I trusted um, 
the, the provenance of the food, it doesn't mean it's not news or it's old news. Fuck you. I just found out that potentially for about a few years that I consumed chichi crackers, I was against my will consuming an amount of possibly pesticide growth hormones antibiotics that maybe I didn't want to be consuming. At least when I eat Oreo cookies or when I have Cheerios, if I do at all anymore, which I haven't in a long time, but I used to and I love them, at least I am making the informed decision of ingesting that. But with Gigi crackers, they, I was misled. And I don't, you know, I don't blame the company. They didn't lie, they didn't, they didn't mislead anybody. But yeah, I assumed that because it was from Norway, I was safe. And so my friend Dara contacted the company and they pretty much answered, we don't have an answer for you at this time. We don't know whether it was, whether our crops are um, sprayed with pesticide or Roundup or the likes. Um, we will get back to you. Uh, however, because our product is not organic and we never claimed it was organic, it is safe to say that maybe, um, you know, GG crops are sprayed. And for her, that was enough to share with her audience. And she has an audience. Um, people rely on her. And then Caroline Bass Health on Instagram, who was also uh, on this podcast, incidentally, telling her story, not as a professional. She's not a health professional, but she's passionate about her health. And she had a very um, passionate health journey of her own. So she came to talk about Inulin, what it's done for her. And um, so you, you can hear also her episode. Look for it in the, in the library of Pardon My French and you'll find the episode with Caroline. She's one of my real life superheroes for kind of putting herself out there, trying Inulin, um, and eventually to find out that through your gut she was able to heal eczema that she had for about 12 years. So Caroline also spread the news to her community. And, you know, I mean, her name on Instagram is Caroline Bath Health. So I'm assuming the people she networks with and she exchanges with and she associates with on Instagram and people that listen to her, she always has some great tips. And I see her sharing my tips sometimes and sometimes Dara's. Um, her and I kind of like, you know, see eye to eye on a lot of health stuff. So when she shared with her community, people were panicked and people on the other side, those, I guess, new dietitians and nutritionists or, and I have one particularly in mind who enraged me, who went live looking for that 15 minute of, you know, of fame that turned out for me to be 15 minutes of shame and I unfollowed her. And please don't message me to ask me who this is. This is not about bashing her. You know, anybody does what they have to do to get ahead. I just was very angered because I felt concerned. I felt like she could be talking to me and if I was not as adamant in doing my own research and opinionated about my own health, she could have influenced me to say, you know what, let's eat conventional food. Let's fucking ingest pesticide. It's fine. Well, no, it's not fine. And whoever this person is, she doesn't even look healthy. She doesn't have a good, a good head of hair. 
she doesn't have a good body like you could see that her body is is inflamed she's a beautiful girl I mean we're all beautiful in our own rights I'm not bashing her looks but when I look at her I can see there are some health issues there so how dare she go out there and tell people eating conventional food and having eight GG crackers a day now that we found out it's potentially sprayed with pesticide is a-okay because we don't know for sure that it causes cancer. Well, I'm not here to talk to you about cancer. I'm certainly not a cancer specialist. Um, if somebody has cancer or is a cancer survivor, when they come to me and they want to take inulin, I'm always very cautious because it's an area of expertise that I do not have. One thing I know is that um, I have worked with people recovering from breast cancer. Um, Suzanne, my director of operations, when I hired her, was just recovering from breast cancer. She's a breast cancer survivor and a very brave one at that. And she's very in tune with her health and her body, very careful with what she ingests. And so when she started to take inulin, I was kind of like, you know, putting her on guard, like, please ask your doctor. Uh, but one thing I knew is that it helped with regulating estrogen levels, which is so important when you, you know, have suffered from breast cancer or when breast cancer is a threat to your health. And she came back after a month of using it with amazing, um, amazing feedback. But still, I didn't really know and I would never go on and do a podcast episode about cancer. I am knowledgeable when it comes to gut, gut health and the microbiome, balancing it out and hormones. So this is where this episode is going today. And yes, it was, um, it was sparked. The whole thematic of today was sparked by, I think, the panic that ensued the Gigi Cracker, um, you know, Gigi, Gigi Gate, as I call it, that Gigi Cracker awareness that we didn't have before where people are like, well, you know what? I used to do this diet and that diet, um, you know, and this dietitian relied on Gigi Crackers and this dietitian is now not speaking up. And now I'm questioning whether their product is what got me sick because I have eczema, I have hives, I, you know, was just diagnosed with diverticulitis. I mean, a lot of scary shit. I started to get 19, 20 messages in the matter of one hour, two hours, three, three hours uh, from people that then became concerned about the products, the health products they thought they were um, ingesting. And, you know, of course, when we spoke about GD crackers, I didn't speak about cancer. It's funny because like the people, the detractors, they were like, yeah, no big deal. Keep on eating your GGs and shut the fuck up. We're like, we don't know that it causes cancer. My concern wasn't even cancer. I didn't go that far. Um, my, my concern is that pesticides, growth hormones, antibiotics put into um, those crops cause an enormous amount of damage to your gut, to your gut, to your microbiome and to your hormones. And that's where I come in. And that's where I'm like, wait, stop. And I think this is what's given this audience such awareness about what they've been ingesting for the past few years in an effort 
of, you know, in the effort to lose weight or to build more muscle mass. And at that point, a lot of you woke up and were like, shit, maybe this is why I'm always bloated and this is why I have stomach cramps. This is why I have brain fog because that's what I spoke about. I, uh, when I did episode 12 and I spoke about Simply Inulin, I explained that the reason why I went searching for an alternative um, soluble fiber was because Gigi crackers, I realized, made me extremely sick in the sense that it wasn't so palpable at first because it's the kind of sick that you don't really realize until it really creeps up on you. Gigi crackers gave me brain fog and I didn't realize that. And, and you want to go back to that episode. I speak about it more in detail and I don't want to repeat myself for those of you that have already listened. It would be stupid for me to go all over that. But in a nutshell, I, um, I broke my jaw skiing three years ago and I am a very good skier and I'm not tooting my own horn. There's a reason why I'm saying this. So every weekend we went to uh, our home in, um, at, at, in skiing in Oron and we would, we would ski. So the kids and I, Gilles is obviously like a better skier than all of us, but the girls are such good skiers. They're like competition level. I'm really good so we're all skiing and to get to the tougher slopes you have to go to go through the easier slopes so obviously on the easy slope I'm much more relaxed I, I could probably even like just you know close my eyes and go down and that's pretty much what was going on I was like just so relaxed and you know going at a fast speed because it's such an easy slope and I lost my balance for no reason. I would love to tell you that somebody cut me off or, you know, I saw an obstacle or I was going way too fast, but that was not even the case. And I was on a really, really easy slope from my level. Um, I lost my balance and it was happening a lot on that trip, but this, this time already obviously got the best of me and I fell and broke my jaw. I actually fell in a way that my knee went up because I'm quite flexible and it hit my jaw and I broke my jaw. And that accident, I mean, breaking your jaw is no joke. I never even gave it any thought until it happened to me. Um, I had to have an operation a few days later. I'll pass you the details because this is not even what this is about, but I suffered so much um, post-surgery uh, and I couldn't open my mouth and obviously I couldn't have Gigi crackers because uh, all you can have for about two months is really soft baby food, can't chew on anything. So I didn't have Gigi crackers and bizarrely after the effects of anesthesia were better, I realized that I didn't have what I had when I had Gigi crackers and the only thing I pretty much eliminated out of my diet were Gigi's because that's what I was eating as far as hard food um that's what I ate every day and it made me feel so foggy like I had brain fog and today in retrospect I think that the reason I failed that day um the way that I fell 
no obstacle, nothing, just crossing skis like that definitely had to do with my brain, my brain fog. I was very unbalanced at the time that I ate GG crackers. I tripped a lot. I lost my train of thought. I, I felt fog. And, you know, when we went skiing, it was a time where mountain food is really heavy. You absolutely want to avoid, you know, eating fondue all the time and all of this cheese and all of this beef. I mean, mountain food is heavy. So I would bring my Gigi crackers with me even for lunch, just in hopes of trying to bypass eating such heavy food. And because you're skiing, you're so hungry. So I consumed a lot of Gigi crackers particularly at that time. Um, I thought that perhaps the gluten content of the Gigi crackers is what caused the brain fog. And when I recovered from surgery, I was in need of fiber, but I definitely wasn't going back to Gigi crackers. I also came to the realization that I hated Gigi crackers to start with. They taste like shit. Like, what the fuck was I doing? What happened to French me? Um, my mother kind of liked Gigi crackers. She's the one who got me into them in the first place. Um, but I think that's more because of her generation and this French obsession with bowel movement, like going to the bathroom. Like that was actually in my household at home when I was a little girl. Bowel movement was a subject of, you know, every day. It was like an everyday subject. Did you go to the bathroom today? Do you want me to make that special bread with fiber in it? So you can go to the bathroom. I mean, it was necessary for my parents to like discuss that with us and make sure that we had a regular bowel movement as crazy as that sounds. So I hated Gigi crackers. I didn't want to admit it to myself till I broke my jaw. I later on drew some conclusions, realizing that for two months without them, I no longer had brain fog, even though I was recovering from a very tough surgery. Um, and I wasn't feeling great for two months. I mean, obviously I couldn't open my mouth more than, a f than you know, not even a half a thumb, um, but I still felt better than I did when I was on Gigi Crackers. And I'll pass through the details about bloating and, you know, just, I don't know why I got sucked up into this trend of eating Gigi Crackers. And I think that the fact that I recommended it to clients and then, you know, Amazon doesn't always deliver in, in, in Monaco. So I started... Uh, sourcing Gigi crackers for my clients. So I had it at the studio, we sold it, it was on the shelves. And it was getting rave reviews from people that never consume fiber. So that's the thing about Gigi crackers. You love them when you're the type of person that has never consumed really that much fiber to start with. So you're starting to feel the benefits of fiber. But then down the line, and it's been the same across the board for myself, my clients, and so many of you that wrote me, down the line you start feeling like shit. But you're kind of like into this hamster wheel and you keep going with them. Uh, luckily for me, I broke my jaw and realized that something was up and that the only thing that I really eliminated out of my daily diet was the Gigi crackers and so they were shit and now when I found out from Dara uh, Dara's post that guess why Gigi crackers are just as good as Monsanto well just as bad same shit it's possibly sprayed with Roundup 
and all of this new information to me, I was like, hey, maybe it wasn't the gluten after all. I'm not gluten intolerant. I can't stand all these allergy tests that people are doing constantly, finding, you know, intolerances to literally everything. Um, But there has to be something to do with brain fog. So I started to do some research and I spoke to some medical, uh, you know, students that I, that are my followers. And then I went to a few doctors that I've worked with. And it turns out that the pesticide Roundup um, or things like Roundup do cause, you know, gut inflammation that would cause brain fog. And that all started to fall into place for me. It really fell into place more than that because one of my followers slash client now has become a friend, Trish sent me a message and she's, you know, we, we met on Instagram. She started asking me questions about Inulin. Um, she was interested because she had learned recently before or a few years before maybe, you know, all about the benefits of fiber from another program. And so she started Inulin and we got really friendly. And when the whole thing broke out about Gigi Cracker, she goes, shit, Ingrid, on your episode, you mentioned you had brain fog. And that's where the whole thing kind of like all started to fall into place. And so I decided to speak up about it on Instagram. And so I did that live. And all these questions started coming in from so many of you about gut health. Like, okay, I think I fucked up my gut and my hormones with such and such diet that I was following. And... I've been feeling brain fog and I've been losing my hair and I've been getting hives or eczema and I haven't been feeling well and I've been nauseous from having this protein powder or these bars or, you know, even the subtraction of certain essential uh, food groups. Um, How can I restore my gut? And I got this question so much. This type of awareness makes me so happy, but so sad at the same time to realize that so many of you in my audience have trusted and believed in programs, you know, deemed healthy. And in the end, all it was was diet. Diet is not necessarily concerned with health. And I hate when diet programs call call their foods healthy food the fact that something has less calories than something else and you're eating that alternative doesn't make it healthy of course being skinny or being you know at a normal weight is healthier than being obese or overweight but by no means does that does that mean that whatever diet food you're consuming to get there is healthy You could lose weight and yet be unhealthy. And very often, most of us love, you know, immediate results. We love instant gratification. And so you can be losing weight. You can lose 15 pounds in two months on such and such program. But are you healthy? Probably not. 
Now, I'm not saying you can't lose weight and be healthy, but there are ways. And the ways to be healthy and lose weight are so scary to so many of you because the diet industry has scared you from fatty acids. The diet industry has scared you from avocado. It has scared you from meats. It has scared you from regular real food. And it's put all these substitutes under your nose telling you it's less calories and less calories. So let's refer back to what I posted once. Uh, I posted uh, a hamburger, but instead of the bun, there was like it was it was uh, replaced by avocado. So they cut avocado in half and put all the content of a burger. And then on the other side is a regular burger with with the bun. And it turns out that the calories on the avocado um, burger were higher than on the regular burger. And so the diet industry would literally tell you to choose the real burger. I'll repost that on my Instagram this week. So if you're listening um, on the day of the release, which is Friday today, um, you'll be able to have a visual of what I'm talking about. That's insane. But I'm getting carried away and changing subjects. Let's get into the effects of um, supplements and diet food on your gut and what you can do to fix your gut and balance it out again. So I think there's a big misconception and misinformation already about what is organic, what is conventional food, are organic food really organic? Well, when it comes to fruits and vegetables, you are relying on the the honesty of your retailer. But there are certain things on packages that can indicate whether you're consuming conventional food or organic food. The reason why I'm talking about this is one of the first things you can do to heal your gut is already try to avoid as much conventional food as you can. And the reason why I'm saying this is it doesn't have to be very expensive. It is not. It's a myth. Today, it's a myth that eating organic is more expensive. It's more work. It's more sourcing effort. You do need to get, go out of your way. You can't necessarily get the easy home deliveries you get. You do have to read labels more. But today, it is actually a myth that it is more expensive to eat organic foods than not. Now, let me explain a few things. And this is important for your gut and definitely important if you're looking to restore your gut from damage you may have done to your gut by consuming diet products or by simply dieting and restricting amazing foods, anti-inflammatory foods from your diet. A lot of people are confused between which type of food is better between organic and regular conventional food. And for a lot of people, there's a belief that regular conventional food is actually healthier and more beneficial than organic food. And that's not true. Um, then for people that are into organic food, of course, you, you will reverse that knowledge. A handful of people are kind of like indifferent to which they prefer. Um, I would say, since you're listening to pardon my French, 
you have already come to the conclusion, well, either you're like my copy cow and you're just fucking listening so you can copy me, um, you and your staff, but that's not the majority of my listeners. The rest of my listeners um, who are actually concerned about health are listening to me because they've realized that the French way of eating, the French way of living is definitely healthier than the American way or, you know, than other nationalities way. Um, And the reason for this is because the French are very, very traditional. They cook a lot of their meals. Going out is something that happens a lot here, but usually you don't expect to go to a fast food restaurant. So unlike you know, North America, in France, when you go out to eat, you're actually looking to eat fresh produce. No one is serving you frozen food. No one is serving you fast food. So it is kind of like traditional for us here to eat the way that I am now prompting you to eat if you want to restore your gut. And that's kind of going non-conventional. So you know, it's it's important to understand that I'm not telling you to become an organic weirdo. And I'm also not telling you to go blindly to whole food and just buy everything under the sun because not everything at whole food is actually healthy. And not everything at whole food is going to make you lose weight. Not everything at whole food is organic, as a matter of fact. So I'm just going to give you a few hints of what you need to be looking for. There is a few benefits that you need to know about that are good for your gut. And when you're going to be looking for those benefits, intuitively, you'll be able to shop accordingly for organic food or avoiding conventional food. Organic food refer to agricultural products in general that are grown and processed without the use of fertilizers, growth regulators, livestock feeds, pesticides, additives, bioengineering genes, GMOs, Organic farming is controlled by regulations which differ from country to country. So now in France, it's very, very well regulated. In the United States, it is not as well regulated. But the main concept of organic farming is to grow food without the use of synthetic materials or genetically modified crops. Conventional food farming, um, the farmers utilize chemical fertilizers to enhance plant growth. So conventional foods are made using pesticides, chemical herbicides, um, and in animal rearing, conventional farmers administer antibiotics and growth hormones to improve the growth and well-being of these animals. So there's a point here. A lot of my friends that travel to the south of France in the summer or they go skiing in the French Alps in the winter, they all send me a message and go, what the fuck? I eat more while I'm here than when I'm in the United States and I lose weight. What's going on? Well, what's going on is that there's a lot less, if not at all, growth hormones um, in our meat, poultry, fish. And there's a lot less, if not at all, pesticide, antibiotics, and other kinds of chemicals in our foods uh, and definitely our crops. So, you could be here eating a croissant every day and going home with a few pounds off than if you eat no croissants at all in, you know, in New York, let's say, but you've been eating 
what you think is lean protein or whatever, but obviously it's injected with all types of shit and you're gaining weight. What is that? That's insulin resistance. And that comes from an unhealthy gut because pesticides and antibiotics and all other types of chemicals that your conventional food may be sprayed with or injected with is affecting your gut. And so there's a cause to effect that's just weight gain. And that's just the exterior result. You don't even know what's happening on the inside until you start having stuff like what happened to me when I ate those Gigi crackers, like the brain fog, or a lot of people have been saying they've been getting hives. So they are questioning now, is it the hives from the Gigi crackers or from this new protein powder that's on the market? Or from those bars that you put in your purse before you go to work because you don't have time to grab breakfast? Or, you know, is it this collagen peptide? The bottom line is you are ingesting so much shit that is deemed a health food, but is actually not a health food. It's a diet food. And it's very, very different. And I'm not going to repeat this over and over because there was a whole episode devoted to that. He made some people angry. And I love to make those motherfucking people angry. Because if I make them angry, that's because the fucking truth hurts. Because if not, why do they care about little me riding my little inflatable peacock on my pool in Monaco saying that, you know, their diet food is shit? That's only because they know it's true and that maybe a few people are listening. But I get sidetracked. So... Let's go back to conventional and organic food. It's important that whenever you can, you switch to organic food. And sourcing it should be as important as it is for you to take your bonus and go buy yourself a fucking designer bag. Like you are saving money for that designer bag. You desire it. You want it. You're maybe going to skip a few expensive meals to be able to buy that designer bag. Guess what? When you are going to feed yourself, I hope you can put as much effort, ambition, and sacrifice um, into the process of going to buy it. So you want to be looking for maybe a farmer's market or have a relationship with a farmer. You have to know that in organic farming, chemicals are avoided in production and processing of farm produce. So instead, farmers use manure or compost to nourish their soil and promote growth. Um, And their animals roam freely and feed strictly on organic food, whereas conventional with conventional farming, of course, the animals are treated with growth hormones, antibiotics, other medication, um, and they're not necessarily roaming freely. Instead of using in, in te, in, uh, insecticides to eliminate pest, pest outbreaks, um, organic farming relies on birds and insects to get rid of you know, pesticides or pesticides from natural sources. So, you know, it's like just knowing that there's a whole natural process as opposed to a very chemical one would make me happier. And having experienced what I experienced with the Gigi crackers, thinking I'm consuming something from Norway, so it's organic, 
And then I end up with fucking brain fog and all types of other shit that now makes sense to me. Even though I thought I was healthy and eating healthy. Guess what? I was, I've been a lot healthier in the past two years since I stopped eating Gigi crackers in 2017. Eating a piece of bread for lunch every day. Or having a piece of sourdough bread with butter in the morning. Than I was eating those fucking six to eight Gigi crackers card box shit. Um, two years ago so in the end my daughter Dakota was right each time I ate them she would look at me and go what the heck are you eating on top of it I didn't even like them I used to have to wet them with water to be able to like chew on them and I was like yeah it's like Passover you know I used to put water on matzah bullshit Ingrid you were just bullshitting yourself it was disgusting and you knew it you just were like one of those you know Amsters on the hamster wheel, if you will. Um, but the worst part of it is, you know, obviously what I found out later. Um, there's a lot of concern about whether fruits and vegetables should be obtained from organic farms alone and not from conventional farms. And I understand this concern because, like I said, when I when we spoke to House of Lauren in the previous episode, episode 29. She explained that she had insider information about that. Um, there was a research funded by the European Union. So, you know, that's definitely a source that I will trust uh, that found that most conventional crops contained a high level of cad cad cadmium, which is a toxic metal and a pesticide residues four times more often than in organic food. So although the level of cadmium and pesticide found in conventional foods are below regula regulatory limits, meaning they are deemed safe, according to the researchers uh, for this European survey, uh, the cadmium accumulates over time in the body and majority of people try to avoid this, which is why they opt for organic produ produce when they visit the fruit and vegetable market. So if you feel like you're having a really hard time sourcing only organic fruits and vegetables, um, you can just decide to consume more organic and less conventional just to avoid that buildup. And see, that was my problem with the Gigi crackers when I found out that they may be sprayed, that the crops may be sprayed. The problem with the Gigi crackers, one more time, it's not that you're eating one and it may have pesticides. You're not going to die. Your gut's not, you know, the gut is amazing. It recovers beautifully uh, from aggression one time. But you're pretty much aggressing your gut um, every day with six to eight pieces of Gigi crackers every day. So it's the recurrent use of that that creates this built up, which is exactly what this European Union researchers noted on their research. Um, they even said that canned food and vegetables should be more popular than they were a decade ago um, to avoid consuming fruits and vegetables that have been sprayed, as crazy as that sounds. So in comparison, organic and conventional foods are more nutritious compared to canned food, obviously, due to the fact that canned foods lose a lot of their nutritional value during their processing stage, although they are fortified with nutrients to boost the amount lost during process. Still, 
canned food should not be compared to organic or conventional foods in terms of their nutritional value. But you should know that if you have a choice, if you feel you've been consuming a lot of processed food that are not organic or that your gut has been um, corrupted by, then sometimes when you are faced with the decision of having conventional produce, then maybe you should gravitate towards um, the canned food. That, that would be my choice when I see what the effects of something not organic has had on me and how, you know, the outcome was tremendous, like tremendous. I fell, I broke my jaw, I was out of commission for two months. And today it's been two years since my accident. I still have problems with my jaw occasionally. So imagine that. And I totally think that my accident was due to the brain fog I got from GD crackers. Um, I, I was I was tripping a lot. I was, you know, not even just when I'm skiing, just going up the stairs or, you know, I definitely should have known better for the simple reason that my son Dylan, who was on the spectrum of autism, had a very specific diet. And this was 15 years ago when we knew nothing about gluten, when we knew nothing about all that stuff. Um, and when he was not on that specific diet, he would get really hyper or get brain fog, not answer questions the way he usually would, not be as alert. So the, the gut to brain access is a real thing. And I've said this on so many episodes, and I had an episode even devoted to this whole subject, how what you eat can even cause you to be depressed and anxious. Um, so even if you're not concerned about, you know, getting cancer, because that's what they say about this pesticide, Monsanto causing cancer. And, you know, at least, at least realize that the buildup of pesticide in your system will lead to things like, you know, an unhealthy, unbalanced gut and possibly affect your gut to brain access health. So, you know, that's something definitely to keep in mind and to restore your gut the first step you should take is to go more for organic food than none. Um, it's inscribed usually. Um, how do you make the difference between organic and conventional food? Read your labels. Obviously, something that comes from an organic farm, you will know in most food markets, it says organic food. Um you can easily find organic food products also from, you know, farmer's market. But don't assume that because something is from the farmer's market, it's organic. So you need to ask. You need to read the labels. Make sure it's an organic farm, not just something from the farmer's market. That's where the big distinction is. Back in the day, when you went to the farmer's market, you automatically assumed everything was um, natural and free of pesticides and chemicals. Today, farming doesn't necessarily mean that it's organic. So you want to make sure that you are informed. Most fruit and food shelves have the inscription organic boldly written on them. And there is a distinction 
that you need to make as well. It's inscribed on packages of milk, eggs, cheese, meats, and other single ingredient food. Full food labeled made with organic ingredients may contain up to 70% organic, but 30% non-organic, which means that 30% may be chemicals and pesticides. So you have to be careful with how you read the context. If it says made with organic ingredients, it does not mean it's fully organic. So while food label organic, simply organic, not made with organic ingredients, will be 95% organic, and that's in the United States. In France, if they tell you it's organic, it's 100% organic. But in the States, you need to make the difference between made with organic ingredients, which the guidelines dictate will mean that 70% of the content is organic, but 30% may not be organic. And it still, you know, brings down your built up of chemicals going through your body. But you are allowed to be informed about this. So just know if it's made with organic ingredients, you may still be consuming pesticides and chemicals and, you know, growth hormones or whatever. It needs to say organic boldly on the label. Then at that point in the States, you know, 95% of the content is organic. Um, I don't know if I should go on about that. Like the bottom line is, we're talking about restoring your gut after you've abused it um, knowingly or unknowingly. And most of the time it's unknowingly because when you're dieting, you say, you don't say very often, you don't say I'm dieting. You say I'm eating healthy now. Well, guess what? If you're eating a diet protein powder and you're having protein shakes or you're having a diet bar, then you're not necessarily eating healthy. You might be eating very unhealthy but low calories or low carbs, even if it says it's high in fiber and you know how much I like fiber, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's healthy. And I'll talk to you about a few products that claim to be high in fiber and therefore deemed healthy or put in a health food section, but they are actual poison. Now, you never hear me going organic food, vegetarian, all that stuff. You know I'm not one of those people. Um, but when we're talking about gut health and restoring it, I think that it's super important to already cut your losses and your risks at that. Um, there's a scientific research that's been carried out uh, also by um, the European Union. Um about the difference in the level of antioxidants in fruits and vegetables when they're organic or when they're conventional. And that survey um, was confirmed um, by researchers at the Stanford University. And it's an article that was published in 2012 after reviewing 200 studies of organic and conventional foods. So, um, I think it's great because there was a collab between the European Union researchers and the Stanford University in the United States scientific research. And they found that a notable difference in the level of antioxidants 
um, existed in fruits and vegetables that are organic. Um, and they provide between 20 and 40% higher antioxidant levels than conventional food. Now, if you know anything, you, you do know that antioxidants are necessary to balance your gut. So it's a win-win right there if you go for organic instead. And the great thing is if you make the switch, if you were more, um, if you were consuming more conventional food, uh, when you do the switch, you will feel the difference in your gut. So it was important to understand that. Um, now there is not all vegetables and fruits and products are created equal. Some of them you absolutely must consume organic. Some of them it doesn't really matter. Let me give you a, a few of the organic musts. Apples, celery, peanut butter, potatoes are an absolute must. Baby foods, strawberries, peaches, milk, nectarines, your greens, bell peppers, cucumber, meat, cherries, spinach, wine should preferably be organic. And this is mostly in the United States. So I'm not referring to you if you are in France. If you are in England, this applies to you too. Um, coffee should be organic. Corn must absolutely be organic. Soy as well and leafy green vegetables. Now, here are a few that don't have to necessarily be organic. Avocado, asparagus, cabbage, cauliflower, carrots, eggplant, kiwi, grapefruits, mango, onion, mushrooms, watermelon, sweet corn, sweet potato, and sweet peas. So let's talk about all the things that you consume that may have corrupted your gut health uh, to the point that you find yourself with some issues that you could not understand until you started hearing about gut health. Um, for example, you are having weird rashes or all of a sudden you're having eczema, hair loss, things like that. You need to be looking into what processed food you've been eating I don't care if it's called a health food. I don't care if a guru is telling you this is the best thing you can do to lose weight um, and it's healthy. Chances are, if you're having all of these symptoms, something is wrong with your gut and thus something is wrong with your hormones as well. Very often, these symptoms almost always come with a loss of period or an irregular period or um, some discharges during your cycle when you're not supposed to have them like so having bleeding on like your 18th day of your period just when you're about to have an estrogen drop it's not normal um so let's look into for example the risks and the rewards of protein bars everybody has gravitated towards protein bars um, <clears throat> And why is not really clear. Protein bars originally were for bodybuilders. Now, you've heard me making that distinction also about protein powder, more particularly whey. Uh, protein bars are for people that usually spend a lot of time at the gym or a lot of time solicitating their muscles, like, you know, long distance runners or, you know, bodybuilders, um, athletes. Now, why is a regular mom like you and me 
or someone who's really a businesswoman or someone who's working in an office or a store grabbing a protein bar on our way out of our house um, and off onto an Uber or onto the metro to get to work. Because it's easy, because some diet guru is telling them that they need protein um, to build muscle. But the bottom line is you're not spending enough hours at the gym, even if you work out every day, to build muscle from consuming protein. This is a no-no equation. And I would know. Um, and the reason why I'm saying I would know is, you know, this Instagram space has become quite catty, especially in the fitness and health industry. And recently, I saw a young RD. So when I say young, you know, I'm not talking about copy cow. So don't go thinking this drama there. A young RD getting started in her career, write a statement about building long lean muscles and how it's impossible. Um, that it's genetically uh, decided for you, whether you have bulky muscles or long lean muscles, and that you should not give in to um, fitness programs that give you fear of bulking, that they actually exploit your fear. And I was very upset because I realized that becoming a registered dietitian in the United States does not require um, the students to take any type of classes about hormones doesn't require them to know anything about fitness or actually building muscle. So it's very upsetting for me that they go on Instagram and use that RD title like it's some type of clinical um, trophy and they go and throw shit out there to make bulky women feel better about themselves, that they are not alone, but that there is no other way. So they should continue fucking spinning their guts out and fuck up their adrenal glands and their thyroid glands. Um, so yeah, you have to be so careful. I mean, I'm by no means shitting on Instagram. Most of you have found me on Instagram um, you know, my so-called claim to fame comes from Instagram. I love Instagram and I find so much information on there. I follow doctors on there that I would have not have discovered otherwise. But what I'm saying is motherfucking bitches need to stay in their own lanes. So when I say I would know about protein bars and protein powder, it's simply because to own the business that I own in Monaco, which is a fitness and health center, and one cannot go without the other because that's the law here. I had to take all types of certifications, and many of them are very similar to like the first year of med school. And some of them are very similar to gynecology, obstetrics, endocrine, endocrine specialized studies, um, and you have to get those certificates. It's like you cannot own a fitness and health center without it. Um, lucky for me, I was already quite knowledgeable in, you know, hormones, uh, especially when it's related to fitness and the hormones that, you know, are coming into play to build muscle and to build long lean muscles or to fight bulk, et cetera, et cetera. The effect on your menstrual cycle I mean, I hope you're not catching this episode as your very first episode. So 
if you listen to my other episodes, you follow me on Instagram, you can kind of get a little bit of my background. But the reason why I'm saying this now about the certifications and licenses that I have is because so much is put out there. And I hate to say that some influencers are actually very often today much more knowledgeable than the old school registered dietitians and nutritionists with their old slim fast mentalities. Um, but when it comes to speaking about hormones and the endocrine system and especially the gut, I, well, more the endocrine system and the hormones, I would keep it to only giving an ear to someone who really knows what the fuck they're talking about. Influencers have been a wealth of knowledge talking about the gut lately this year. 2019 has been insane for that, and I'm thankful for it. Um, and I have a few influencers in mind when I speak about that, and I'm sure you know who they are. Um, so I'm definitely not going to shit on influencers or, or say something as um, ignorant as saying, oh, there's so much noise out there. You should only listen to doctors and certified um, practitioners or health practitioners or registered nutritionists or dietitians, no such thing. I find that some of the people that have diplomas under their belts don't go out of their way to educate themselves on new research, on advanced technologies, advanced, um, you know, food processing, and they're still selling you the old Slim Fast bar um, just with better marketing. That's the bottom line. So already the whole concept of eating a protein bar instead of breakfast, for example, um, is disruptive to your gut health. Just the process of saying, I'm no, not going to have real food. And I don't care, again, what any guru is telling you, even if it's full of inulin, which, by the way, I'll tell you to be aware of. Um, and I know it sounds crazy, but not all kinds of inulin content is created equal, but I'll get back to that. But the fact that a protein bar is often used as a meal replacement, that alone is damaging to your gut. You need to actually be digesting real food. The gut does not recognize things that are shaped into little rectangles by machines in a food manufacturing facility. That's the bottom line. Um, on top of it, many, many protein bars, even the healthy supposed ones, have very scary ingredients. Um, many of them have soy protein isolate or soy lecithin. And that is seriously some processed soy junk. So you have to really be careful with that. Whenever you see Soy protein isolate, soy, soy lecithin, it's actual real shit. And very often, this will contribute to fucking up your hormones, especially if you consistently consume it. Um, I've explained so many times that soy is an estrogen mimicker. But on top of it, today's soy is terrifying. It's a processed food. Um, very often, these bars have high fructose corn syrup and sucralose, 
um, it's, gen it's generally a clue that the bar company doesn't care about high quality ingredients. So you want to watch out for that. And um, sugar alcohol will show up on the labels like erythrol or mannitol or sorbitol. Um, some of them are called um, isomalt or hydrogenated starch hydrolysate, things like that you want to stay away from. Um, you also want to stay away from what's called corn fiber, even though it has the word fiber in it. And I'll, I'll explain why, because it's hiding in a lot of things. Um, and in the States, corn fiber has, uh, has been deemed not only safe, but it's also been deemed by the food industry a prebiotic. And I find that fucking terrifying. So I'll get back to that. You also want to be careful when a bar contains inulin. Um, and the reason for that is that, first of all, when they put it in bars, inulin is not the best quality. Second of all, they often put, it in, put inulin in to mask the shitty content in the re like the rest of the shitty contents in the bar. So they actually put a small percentage of inulin to up the fiber on the label. It's all political, guys. They want to really make the label healthy, health friendly by adding inulin because automatically it ups the fiber. But what it really is, is it's a mask for all the other shit that's in it, including the carbs. Not only that, the inulin usually is, you know, in it is, I'm going to say it again, very bad quality. Uh, usually there isn't enough of it to have a prebiotic, um, a prebiotic effect. So it only, there's only enough so that they can legitimately say it's high in fiber. So you want to be careful when a bar says it has inulin in it or some sort of chicory root fiber. Be careful. I know it sounds crazy for me, who's like literally the inulin queen, but I wouldn't be me if I didn't warn you. If you put inulin in your brioche or in your muffins or in your little hotcakes, it's amazing. You made it from scratch. It's not processed. You know where the inulin is coming from. It's simply inulin. You guys know, you can listen to episode 12 to know all about my inulin, why it's different from the ones that are manufactured in the States or the ones that are sold in the States but manufactured in China. Um, you want to be careful. Another parenthesis, legally, companies that manufacture those protein bars and protein powders should be telling you where they are made and they should have a little American flag if they're made in the States. If you cannot find where it's coming from, be scared, be very scared, and that's illegal. So if you're a recovering, if you're in the midst of wanting to recover um, from the gut because you've been consuming protein bars, for example, or processed food very similar to protein bars, the first remedy is to not skip meals. So you're going to have to get into the habit of eating real food again as opposed to grabbing something in a wrapper and eating it on the go because some fucking guru is doing it in her uber and is telling you it's cool it's not cool and it's terrible for your gut um 
So you want to make sure that you never again look at something in a wrapper as a meal replacement or I didn't have time to have breakfast, but I'm getting my fiber and protein from my protein powder or my bar. Um, if you know you need to boost your protein in your diet, consider food options first, naturally high in protein, such as fish, jerky, eggs. Now, you know that I have released a vegan protein powder, Simply Protein Fibre, which contains Simply Inulin, and only one other ingredient, which is faba bean, which is a broad bean. Um, and it is processed in such a way, and I hate using the word process, but the milling process is actually so innovative that this is all we had to put. And when I spoke to my manufacturer, who was in Norway, but the company is from Denmark, so they abide by European rules, and it's also completely organic crops. And I have to mention that because incidentally, Gigi crackers are also manufactured in Norway. So that's why I also was outspoken. I came out right away and said, hey, I don't talk about it all the time, but my vegan protein powder is manufactured in Norway, um, but it's organic. And I was quite well educated about that when I started shopping for a vegan protein powder. I loathe whey protein. I totally align with Dr. Gondry, who's a leading doctor and specialist. And he's actually a heart surgeon um, when it comes to the gut. He's written some really good books. Uh, his latest one, I forgot the name, but his latest one is all about feeding your good gut bacteria, your little bugs, as he calls them. And he like me, speaks about inulin. His book came out in March. So it was so serendipitous for me that Dr. Gundry came out with this book and started talking about inulin like that um, way after I put my Simply Inulin on the market and started talking about gut health. But long story short, when I was looking for to bring a vegan protein on the market, it's because I realized that um, my American audience was consumed with having protein powder. And I understand. I understand with the fear of GMO in all of the meats, poultries, eggs, and dairy products, there has to be a supplement of some kind that will help the typical American household up their protein intake. And unfortunately, all I saw was protein powders that are either whey powders, animal-based whey powders, and whey is so bad. Um, you might want to Google Dr. Gondry and his take on whey. He explains that it's not only aging to the lining of your gut, um, it creates some colonic issues, but it's aging to your skin and will cause weight lo uh, hair loss. It might cause weight loss as well, but, you know, it was a weird lapses, but, but you don't want to lose weight that way. Most of the time, you'll gain it back. And very often, you might even gain weight from excess protein, um, from protein powder and bars. 
And it's, again, crazy that I'm saying that even though I have a vegan protein powder on the market, the reason why I brought that protein powder on the market is because I'm like, you know what, if Americans are going to be stubborn and they still want to consume protein powder, then let me source one that has two ingredients only. And when I went to my manufacturer, that's what I was saying, I said, I want the raw product. And they were like, no, we only manufacture for for companies that make a certain food and want to put a protein powder in it, but there will be a ton of other ingredients because it's very expensive. And I said, no, I just want to put the raw product on the market. And so I said, we'll just mix it with inulin, simply inulin. And they were dumbfounded that I refused to add any type of thickeners or gums or flavors. They were dumbfounded. And The result is amazing because for people that are trying to either be vegan, that are that are vegan, not trying to be, or they're trying to consume less meat, fish, poultry, and dairy because of concern of quality of food and possible GMO, you know, uh, corruption of your food. This is great because it's like at least it's a vegetable. It's it's a vegan protein, and you know exactly what's in it. And you get the product 100% pure. Now, this is not a pitch. What I'm saying here is that I'm still warning against protein powders. I still refuse to see my protein powder used as a meal replacement. I want you to make real food with it. Speaking of which, when you go on the page, and I'm going to link this in the show notes, you will go to the protein powder page and you will find a recipe for my French chocolate chip cookies, high in fiber, high in protein. Um, it's help, it, they help a lot, for example, after a workout. They will help you build lean muscle mass, gain lean muscle mass. And I've noticed it on me. I consume one of those cookies right after my workout and I feel like my muscle amplification and and the leanness of the muscle is not affected. And on the contrary, I'm building good muscle. Um, But at the same time, I don't want you using a smoothie with my vegan protein powder in it as a meal replacement, even though you're going to tell me, well, I'm putting, there's already inulin in the protein powder, um, in my protein powder. And you added more in your lens, like, yeah, I have protein, fiber, and I mushed some veggies. And I'm like, no, because the gut doesn't recognize that as a meal. And as a result, your gut becomes depressed and unhealthy. I get so carried away. Um, I want to go back to the bars really quick um, and discuss the fact that the best way to heal from having consumed so much processed food, even though they are deemed health food like protein bar, protein powders, um, and things like that, uh, or processed foods like PB2, which replaces peanut butter. It's great. I used to use it. But again, I stopped using it myself. And I stopped even recommending it because I realized that each time I recommend something, my American audience is all in. They will consume it every day, sometimes twice a day. 
the reason why French people and the French mentality gets us to be so healthy is that even when we find a product that's good for our health or for our diet per se to lose weight, we still won't consume it every single day. And so we prevent this kind of accumulation of the shit that's possibly in it. Um, <clears throat> sorry about that. So make sure that to restore your gut, you rely on snacks and meals that are naturally high in protein. Fish, turkey, eggs, um, if you're vegan, any type of, you know, um, legumes. There are so many options. The best way to heal your gut is to control the ingredients that you ingest. So if you're someone who was into protein bars, um, you can make your own energy bites. I have some on my cookbook, um, which is the truffle, uh, those fiber, high fiber truffles. And uh, I have also posted before the uh, tahini buttercups that have inulin in them as well. And then you could put the protein powder. And then if you prepare those, you prepare them with all raw ingredients, including Simply Inulin. Simply Inulin is one ingredient, one ingredient only. It's Jerusalem artichoke root that's been milled to become a powder. And that's it. There's not even 0.01% of thickener or anything else, for example. So when you add it to raw ingredient, real food like chocolate and tahini, which I speak about all the time, and you add my protein powder in it, for example, there you have it. You have an energy ball or an energy truffle um, that you can take with you and you are controlling the ingredient that go into your food and that will heal your gut. I promise you that one month of that, and that's not even punitive. It's not even restrictive. You can have as much as you did before, if not more, because you can consume more real food than protein bars. I promise you, your gut will start feeling better. The problem is that most people trust Things with label more labels more because they can control the calories. Um, but if you are like me, if I wanted to fucking count calorie calories, I'd be an accountant. Uh, so if you're like me and you don't like to count, going with your intuition is probably the best, the best physical calculator you can have, rather than the mental calculator you use to calculate calories, carbs, macros, grams of fiber. To heal your gut, one thing you need to do is beware of the word fiber. It's become a scary word for me. Uh, it's being used by so many companies and so many gurus. You need to be careful with what's deemed fiber today. Um, dietary fiber is found mostly in vegetables, fruit, legumes, and grains. Uh, and it is known for relieving constipation, normalizing bowel movement, lowering your cholesterol, building gut, gut bacteria diversity, helping you maintain a healthy weight or lose weight. However, there are things in ingredients like protein powders and or and mostly protein bars called 
soluble corn fiber. And we want to dig into the facts when it comes to soluble corn fiber. It is a highly processed additive. So even though you can go online and find that some doctors have deemed it a prebiotic, I find this, again, so terrifying. Is it real fiber? No, it's chemical fiber. Is it fiber? Yes. In the molecular composition of it, it is fiber, but it is not real fiber. You will very often find it. Uh, it's either called corn fiber or maltodextrin, and it's usually used as a, as a thickener, filler, preservative in many packaged food. Processed food manufacturers love it because it's so cheap and it's a way to bulk up product. Think thickened soups, sauces and dressings, and it increases shelf life. And they also love it very often because then they could put in their um, nutrition facts that it's really high in fiber. But it is poison. So from a chemist perspective, Soluble corn fiber looks and may even act like a fiber that you'll find in fruits and veggies. And it's even categorized as a fiber on nutrition label, labels. Um, however, fiber should never spike your blood glucose level. And soluble corn fiber will. So you want to be very, very worried about it. And if your gut is to be healed, you don't just gravitate towards something that's called fiber. You have to be careful. Not all fiber are real. Not all fibers are created equal. Um, you know that all fibers are non-digestible. And non-digestible is not something that should make you feel great about what you're eating. You shouldn't feel safe. So you shouldn't feel safe or you shouldn't feel like you're about to heal your gut just because you're consuming something called fiber. Soluble corn fiber is not something you'll find in nature. It starts with corn syrup, which is already a chemical product, processed food, chemically processed food. Corn syrup is heated, then it's broken down further into a process called enzymatic hydrolysis. This enzymes break down the syrup into a non-digestible low-sugar fiber, which is then filters, which is then filtered several times into a tasteless white powder. White powder, like inulin? Yay? No, absolutely not. Um, it, it's not real food. It's not good for you. There are not really any health benefits to um, soluble corn syrup except that it's super cheap for food manufacturers to thicken and preserve processed food. Um, it's, you know, some, some, some people in the industry will argument that it has a lower glycemic response than sugar. And it may be true, but still to me, it's not good enough. It may act as a prebiotic, but it's a chemical prebiotic. So can it help increase beneficial gut bacteria in your large intestine? Um, possibly, but it could also cause so much damage because it's processed. Um, what else can I tell you about it? Is it safe? On a biochemical standpoint, soluble cornstarch is technically safe to consume in small amounts. Um, 
And there are some positive physiological responses to the resistant starch properties of soluble corn uh, fiber. But it's still a lab-created compound. So who wants something created in a lab as a fiber when you can get it from natural sources? If you want fiber, get it from natural sources like vegetables and sugar and, and low-sugar fruits. Avocado, broccoli, cauliflower, eggplant, zucchini, coconut meat. Um, you have to realize that stuff like soluble corn fiber can mess with your gut bacteria. So just be careful. Um, while some data supports that it is a decent prebiotic, many studies in Europe on maltodextrin, which is the other name for soluble corn fiber, definitely contradict that. And I tend to trust the research in Europe much more than the one in the States. Um, it says, the, the European research says that it may suppress the proliferation of beneficial gut, bac gut bacteria and increase the number of harmful bacteria in your, in your digestive tract. So chances like this can make you more susceptible to gut issues and it could severely lower your immune function. And the way you start seeing that is by getting bloating, weird stomach aches, hair loss, your skin is starting to look less, having less elasticity, you're starting to look dull, your eyes look a little um, more yellow. So you, you want to be careful with that. It can even make you gain weight because even with a lower score on the glycemic index that some sweeteners have, it's still a carbohydrate with zero nutritional value. So it will increase your blood sugar. You can't possibly um, cheat on your body. You can't cheat your gut. It will recognize it as a carbohydrate, no matter what. No matter what the nutritional facts say. On top of it, it's probably made from genetically modified corn. So unless a product is labeled organic, it's highly likely that your product with soluble corn fiber is made from GMO corn. And if there are health warnings, such as cancer, then you definitely want to stay away. I mean, that's common sense. Why would I want to consume something that has a cancer warning on it? Um, so healing your gut is also about being preventive and to not and not being gullible. Yes, we speak about fiber so much. At this point, I think that all of Instagram, even those that are not concerned with health and don't follow health and wellness accounts, know that fiber is good for your gut. It's a prebiotic. It feeds your good gut bacteria. It can get you to lose weight um, in such a healthy way. But part of healing your gut is also to be extremely informed and not just take anything called fiber for face value. At that point, you might go to the paint shop and buy a fiber box and consume it. And it was just like fiber compound to put on your walls. So just be careful. Um, you are concerned about calcium absorption and bone health. Use natural sources of prebiotic fiber as well. I've gotten so many questions about um collagen, peptides, and things like that. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. It's complete bullshit. 
a lot of it contains gums and thickeners. Um, and it's not by consuming something called collagen that you will have collagen production. Collagen production comes from the right nutrition. It comes from um, eating fatty acids, which most people that come from a diet mindset are so scared of consuming. They're scared of avocado. They're scared of fatty fishes like mackerel, sardines, wild salmon. Um, they're scared of sesame seeds. They're scared of anything that is considered a fatty. Yet, if you want to bring collagen production into your life, into your body, you need to be consuming those. And that is also the best way to heal your gut. Um, you need to be careful also with anything, again, that contains stevia and truvia. Those are estrogen mimickers. They have been uh, warned against for women who have been, who have suffered from breast cancer, who have a risk of breast cancer in their family because of the estrogen mimicking properties. So um, this is a fact. And the fact that we as women are exposed to breast cancer the minute we have breasts, um, this scares me tremendously. And again, I can have a little bit of erythrol or sucrine. I do have sucrine every three to four days. And then otherwise I have coconut sugar. Um, I used to consume a little more sucrine before, but it does have traces of stevial in it. And again, it's accumulation of the same processed product over and over again that can create a problem. Having it once a month, like someone said, well, I like soy sauce with my sushi, but you're telling me to not consume soy sauce. If you have soy sauce once a month or every two weeks, you're dipping your sushi in it. It's absolutely fine. That is not going to cause any kind of estrogen mimicking um, effect. It's the accumulation of the same food over and over and over again that will start causing these effects of mimicking estrogen, for example. Um, so... That's pretty much one of the ways to be proactive um, in getting your gut health reinstated. And all you should be hearing in all this blabbering is eat real food, eat real food, eat real food. You'll never hear me warn you against real food. You'll never hear me gossip and bad mouth a sweet potato or a potato. It's real food. Fuck, have real food. And the majority of the messages that I got were from a lot of people that have been consuming smoothies uh, containing protein powder, and they now felt that a lot of their symptoms um, could could come from the consumption of these protein powders um, products. And I tend to agree with them. Stuff like eczema, hives, hair loss. Um, strange bacterial reactions like fevers and I even had one that was diagnosed with diverticulitis um, and the doctor was sure it came from the protein powder which contained whey's, whey. So the thing about diets um, and diet products is that they're not concerned with your health, they're concerned with your weight loss. Now because the diet industry considers weight loss healthy and it sure is in a nation where obesity is at its spike. 
um, weight loss is healthy, we get confused between health concerns from consuming certain products that will make you lose weight. The gut, the gut microbiota um, is an important factor that shapes both your energy harvest and the storage through the metabolism of protein and production of several metabolites. Um, so branch short chain fatty acids. And for example, I'm going to try to speak normal language. So I'm not a doctor and I can't understand a lot of the other shit. Um, but, but some of these metabolites that I'm talking about are the ones that are most affected when you consume whey uh, and when you consume protein powders repeatedly. If you have a smoothie once in a while, it's okay. But if you are consuming whey um, with all types of thickeners and gums and natural flavors in it, um, you know for sure that there will be deteriorating effects on your gut and on your health. Um, so, for example, whey has, is inflammatory to your bowel um, and it will cause colon um, discrepancies. I don't want to say colon cancer. I hate to scream the word cancer. I'm not a doctor. Um, I don't claim to be. I'm not a researcher. But you need to understand just the way that it works. The, the gut microbiota, the gut flora, um, synthesizes amino acids and so the balance between the production and digestion determines the level of nitrogen in your body now many studies have shown that the axis between the gut and the muscle um, so the communication between your gut flora and the muscle in which the gut flora can affect muscle energy um, by interfering by with fat deposits and lipids and glucose metabolism um, all come into play. And while you are affecting your muscle tone or muscle mass gain and fat loss, you're not as concerned with what's happening to your gut. I hope that makes sense. I confuse myself trying to explain it as well. Um, so while physical activity will induce the changes in your body while you're consuming these protein powders, and so you're like, yeah, I'm building muscle mass. That's why bodybuilders, but mostly male bodybuilders, have been consuming whey for years and years and years. Um, it doesn't always promote the growth of good gut bacteria, is what I'm trying to say. Um, so you want to stop consuming things like that and rely on real protein. So if you feel like after you work out, you're increasing need of protein, crack yourself a fucking egg. One of my ex-boyfriend um, was into bodybuilding. So that was not his job. That was his passion. He got into bodybuilding. Of course, he started to buy those huge... Um, those huge uh, jars, you know, those humongous jars of whey protein powder. Um, and he was making himself these shakes and he had like, he was part of a forum where he spoke to um, 
other bodybuilders and they had all these weird languages about building muscle mass and you know getting those specs to grow and god knows what else he's done but um it it became very clear to me he started losing hair and he was like 30 years old um he was younger than me actually a little bit younger than me and he started to lose hair and that was insane and I started to do some research and came back and said, hey, I think that the whey protein powder that you consume definitely gets you to lose hair. Of course, he was so concerned with pumping up and, and, and you know, building this muscle mass and becoming as muscular as possible that he couldn't care and he got hair implants. And if he's listening, probably isn't, but if he's listening, he's probably like, Fuck you, bitch. But you know what? Fuck you too. Everybody will read my book and know what an asshole you were anyways. Um, I get sidetracked. So it is proven um, by research that protein powders containing whey exaggerate or accelerate the hair loss process because it increases the level of testosterone when combined with muscle building exercise. So you want to be careful, even as a woman. I have seen and spoken to many women who said that their hair have been falling out um, after they started consuming a lot of protein powder. And that was one of the main reasons I wanted to come up with um, my vegan protein powder. So at no point do I want anyone to say, well, this was a pitch for Ingrid's protein powder because it's vegan and it's a bashing of whey protein powder. Absolutely not. The point of this episode is to get you to heal your gut in the most natural way possible and to not even gravitate towards a powder until, not even my powder, until you get yourself into the habit of I want to say the infant habit of eating real food rather than things that are processed and manufactured um, with great packaging and great promises of building muscle mass and losing fat. Maybe you don't consume any of the things I just mentioned, but you're still like so many other Americans and suffering from some kind of digestive disorder. Um, research has shown that more than 100 million Americans have digestive problems. And that is definitely because of the food consumed. And so if you're listening to this and say, well, I have digestive problems, but I don't have protein bars or diet products, or then it's in your food. It's in the processed food that you've been eating. And that's why I started the podcast talking about going organic. Um, and the easy ways of going organic without sounding like you're Amish. Um, it, it's important to understand that digestive disorders are not to be remedied by medication. Medication will just mark, it will, sorry, it will mask the disorder, but it won't fix the root of the problem, which lays in your gut. Um, if there's something wrong with your inner tube, then it might be making you sick and even overweight. If you have digestive issues, it's definitely 
inflammating your glands. It's definitely inflammating your hormones. It's definitely rising your cortisol levels and getting you to gain weight inexplicably. And inexplicably stands for you eating all the right things and still gaining weight. And that's because you have digestive issues. And those digestive issues inflammate all of the hormonal factors that usually help people control their weight or lose weight. Um, having medication for digestive problems is not going to solve the problem. It's just going to mask it. Um, and it's important that you keep your gut healthy by applying all the things we just discussed. Um, because the health of your gut will determine what nutrients are absorbed when you eat and what toxins and allergen and microbes are kept out. So very often, if you have too many food allergies or intolerances, it's because your inner tube is unhealthy. Um, you know, the gut is definitely directly linked to the health of your whole body. Intestinal health could be defined as the optimal digestion, absorption, and assimilation of food. And it's a big job. It's a big job to control with all of the corrupted food that's around you and all of the corrupted information about weight loss um, as opposed to health. Um, it's, it's important to understand how your good gut bacteria functions, how you can reinstate it. You have to trust your body. Um, I have so many people that wrote to me and said, my gut is shut, like completely it's shut. I will never be able to get it back to normal. I have IBS, I have eczema, I have hives, hives. I don't know what to do. Your ecosystem of friendly bacteria can be rebalanced for you to be healthy. Um, we can get rid of wrong bacteria like parasites and yeasts. Um, if you don't have enough good gut bacteria. So the idea is to build up, to populate your good gut bacteria. Um, your immune system and the rest of your body is protected from the toxic environment in your gut by a lining. Um, and this is this lining that we want to tend to. So when you're going to apply the things I'm about to speak about, you really have to be more concerned about your gut for a second than your waistline. And I promise you, the weight loss is a byproduct of this new behavior I'm asking you to adopt. Um, you know, your gut is your second brain. It's your nervous system. It contains more neurotransmitters than your brain. Did you know that? So when I talk to you about your ghrelin hormone, your leptin hormones, this send neurotransmitters from the gut, not from the brain. The fact that you're constantly hungry even though you ate is a neurotransmitter and a hormone that's actually coming from your gut. So it constantly has like messages that travel back and forth between your gut brain and your head brain. And when those messages are interfered with, your health suffers. And so when you have this processed food and diet foods 
and you make recipes with this diet, food, and processed powders and all that shit, what you're doing is interfering between your gut brain and head brain um, messages. And your health suffers. So you start losing your hair. You start feeling like your skin is dull. Um, you feel more tired. You feel more irritable. You start having weird fevers and canker sores, things like that. Your gut must break down all the food that you eat into individual components. Separate out the vitamins and the minerals and shuttle everything across to the one cell thick layer um, that I mentioned. And then it goes into your bloodstream and nourishes your brain and body. So that's how it works. Knowing that, what you want to do when you feed yourself is think, is what I am about to eat causing an obstacle to this whole beautiful process of breaking down the food into an individual component, separate out the vitamins and the mineral, shuttle everything across to the self-thick layer, and then into my bloodstream and nourish my brain and my body. Well, very often, the more the ingredients in what you eat are fucking obscure because they are alternatives to real food, the more of an obstacle you're causing between all of these steps that are necessary to your health. To fix your digestion, you, you really need to understand what is sending your gut out of balance in the first place. So this is why I started off with all of these products that you know, America is consuming on a daily um, in an effort to lose weight, control appetite, um, and look skinny. Um, but you have to understand that diet is actually one of the main reasons for poor gut health because you are diminishing, restricting the very elements that you need to be healthy. The overuse of medication also damage the gut. So anytime you have these digestive issues or headaches or anxiety, or you're taking fucking Adderall to either tend to your attention deficit or to try and lose weight, um, you are pretty much ingesting acid blockers. And acid blockers will cause gut issues. Even things like Advil and aspirin, um, and of course, antibiotics or steroids or hormones, all of these medications are completely throwing your gut off balance. So instead of looking at your pains and aches and aches and wanting to remedy to them with medication, go to the gut of the problem, which is usually the gut. Um, Low-grade infections that are chronic, gut imbalances with overgrowth of bacteria in the small intestine, yeast overgrowth, um, are all things that sometimes you don't even know you have and that cause you to have an unhealthy gut. Stress can also alter the gut nervous system and cause leaky gut or change the normal bacteria in the gut. That's why I always talk about cortisol. 
because it affects your gut and vice versa. So it's important to understand that many diseases that seem to be totally unrelated to the gut, such as eczema, psoriasis, arthritis, are actually caused by gut problems. So by focusing on the gut, you will get better. So here are my last steps. I've rambled enough. I think you got the point. Um, this is what you need to be doing to reinstate your gut. And your gut does have the power and the ability to recover from damage. Trust your gut. You should eat whole unprocessed food. Make sure to include plenty of fiber from food, like vegetables, beans, nuts, seeds, whole grain. Fatty acids are very important. My mother used to say that one tablespoon of olive oil a day will give me the best skin hair and will prevent me from losing my period and you know what I've done this every day of my life I have at least one tablespoon of olive oil I don't drink it I just put it in my food while other American women used to stare at me in New York in with a horrified looks like oh my god she's pouring a tablespoon of olive oil on her food sometimes I'll pour even three and I give olive oil to my family. Raw olive oil, of course. Cold press. It's so, so important to not be afraid of fatty acids. You want to eliminate food allergies. So if you think you have food sensitivities, try an elimination diet. Don't go on the diet. Just cut out one thing at a time. Once you've cut it out, you'll be able to see how your gut feels, and what happens to the symptoms. It's important to do that. So an elimination diet is great. Don't eliminate everything. Don't be an extra, extra asshole. If it's gluten, like for me, when I was getting brain fog from Gigi crackers, I thought it was gluten, not just Gigi crackers. So I cut out gluten completely and I started to feel worse. It turns out I'm not intolerant to gluten. I'm just intolerant to certain processed food that contain gluten, probably because of pesticide in the crop. But you want to really give it some thought. Um, what else can I tell you? Treat, infect treat infections or overgrowth of, of bugs and do so ever so naturally. Um, replenishing your digestive enzymes. A lot of people, a lot of influencers, a lot of professionals, a lot of um, RDs are talking about the gut. They never talk about the digestive enzymes. Um, when you don't have enough digestive enzymes in your gut, you probably can't convert the food you eat into the raw material necessary to run your body and brain. So... You really need to, to take the broad-spectrum digestive enzymes with your food to solve the problem. Um, you want to rebuild the population of friendly bacteria. So take probiotics from food, not from supplements. Cheeses, raw fermented cheese, labne, kefir. We have kefir grains if you need to make vegan kefir yogurt at home. But if not, just ask for raw cheese. It's easy to find if you're really looking for it. And it will help rebuild the healthy bacteria so essential to good gut health.
eat good fat, eat a lot of omega-3. Notice how I don't say take omega-3 supplements. There are omega-3 in so much of your food. Sardines, mackerel have omega-3. It will help cool inflammation in the gut and in your hormones. Heal your gut lining. Use gut healing nutrients such as glutamine and zinc to repair the lining in your gut. And it will resume in its normal function. So look for food that have glutamine and zinc in it. And you will see your gut lining um, be repaired. It may take a little bit of time, but it can be done. Um, and it's really essential if you want to achieve vibrant health. Look at the people you take advice from. Are they vibrantly healthy? Is their hair healthy? Is their skin healthy? Are their eyes looking bright, brilliant, and beautiful, glowy, and healthy? This is how you know whether you're taking advice from the right person or not. What are foods that contain zinc? Notice I did not tell you to have zinc supplements. You can find zinc in meat. It's an excellent source of zinc if you eat meat. Shellfish, they're healthy, low calorie, and it's a great source of zinc. Legumes like chickpeas, lentils, beans, all contain a substantial amount of zinc. Seeds, nuts, dairy, eggs, and whole grains. So this actually slashes out a lot of diets that tell you to cut seeds or cut nuts or cut dairy or cut eggs or cut whole grain. What you really need is the zinc to tend to your gut lining. Tending to your gut lining will fix your digestion. It will give you the vibrant health that we're talking about. And it will help you watch your symptoms go away and the best byproduct of that is losing those extra pounds seeing the extra pounds disappear so win-win situation you will be vibrantly healthy which will show on your skin which will show on your body which will show in your eyes on your hair and at the same time your digestive symptoms will go away Skin issues will go away. Listen to my episode with Caroline Bath Health. Um, Caroline Bath. I don't even know why I said health. That's her Instagram. But we have an episode together. I don't remember with what number episode it was. Um, but this is a perfect example. Not just because she spoke of taking Simply Inulin, which helped us helped her tremendously um, regenerate and fix her gut. Um, but she also started eating fatty acids again and omega-3s and she started to eat mackerel and sardines I think that's what she said and she had stopped eating all those because she was vegan for a while um and her eczema went away I don't think it was just Danielin I think it was a combination of all the changes um and I hope that this is because she was listening to me I think it was um but mainly she was listening to her intuition so it's very important that you do so um, the bottom line is, if you're one of those people that have sent me messages about what you've been consuming, the diet foods you've been consuming, and suspecting that they are the reason behind your aches, pains, uh, skin flaws, and skin issues, or hair loss, 
or horrible diagnosis like E. coli or diverticulitis, the fact that alone that you sent me that message is your intuition screaming at you what you already know. Listen to your intuition and follow your gut. Both those bitches are always right. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it didn't get too confusing as I got technical. Um, I'm not a doctor, but I am a certified health and fitness professional. Um, I do a lot of research. I renew a lot of my knowledge because it's advancing so fast out there. Um, However, you should always ask your doctor. I'm not telling you to stop taking your meds if you need medication. Um, I'm just saying that instead of fixing a new ache by running to take medication, try to fix it the natural way. Think of your hormones. Think Think of your gut. Think of your second brain and your first brain communicating the right information and neurosignals to one another. Think of not eating horrible bars that act as obstacles between your neurosignals um, and prevent you from breaking down your nutrients the right way. Um, I think you got the gist. Let me give you a little bit of news on the method. Um, Simply rose oil, fucking beautiful rose oil, um, got a new packaging and it's pretty hot. Uh, I hope you've seen it on Instagram. Um, what else is new? Our new to-go Lux packs, the Mini and the Grande, also got a makeover. And there's a little pun intended on there saying no cocaine here, which is uh, some idea that I got from a hat I bought in Saint-Tropez. Um, the restaurant, and it's this amazing place, which is like a big cabaret restaurant in Saint-Tropez called L'Opéra, where all the staff wear such cool um, jackets and hats and shit like that and so they have one that says no prostitution here and then they had another one that said no cocaine here and Jill and I thought it was really cool because TSA often thinks that our inulin is cocaine so um, we got the hats and I'm actually going to post a picture of me wearing the hat today on my Instagram so you want to head to my Instagram feed and see me wearing the hat which is really funny and cute Um, and it inspired me to add that onto the new packaging of our to-go Lux vials, uh, which was a little wink and pun intended to TSA agents all over the world when they see our luxurious little vials of white powder. So it says no cocaine here. I'm going to um, post a link on um, the show notes so you can see it on our Instagram account simply gets to shake Instagram account because we haven't posted the new packaging on the website yet but when you do buy the to go grande and mini even though you see the old picture we haven't upgraded it yet we will over the weekend or maybe Monday or Tuesday you'll be getting your new packaging um are you on the virtual platform if you are we have a huge surprise of renewed library content for you coming up it's taken quite some time because it's been so hot out there and i'm shooting all of the videos outdoors and i've just found the heat so unbearable i haven't been able to finish the last sessions but they are now completed and we're adding them to the library they are so good They will include some of the brand new 
movements that I was able to add to our international copyrighted patent. Um, and all these movements are amazing for your core, your spinal alignment, um, building long lean muscles and lean muscle mass. Um, new recipes have been posted for the Simply Protein Fibre Vegan Powder. You have the cookies, the new chocolate chip French cookies with with um, with uh, fleur de sel, which is the French salt flour, um, and the new veggie burger recipe. What else can I tell you? I think that's pretty much it. Oh, no, one last thing. We are finally launching our call um, eye pigment um, makeup, which is from Morocco. I've spoken about this on the episode with Ifra Ahmed when we brought this very important issue to your attention and awareness about female genital mutilation. And on that episode, I had promised that when I was going to launch this product, and I wasn't even sure I wanted to launch it yet, um, some of the proceeds would go to Ifra Foundation to help support her in her fight, um, a worldwide fight against female genital mutilation. Um, so the call will launch on the website on Tuesday. It is absolutely amazing. The benefits are incredible. Um, and I will post some more information about it on the show notes. Um, but what it is, it's a dark stone, which is crushed in, in very fine powder. Um, this product is pure mineral powder and it's sourced from Morocco where you've seen me using it. A lot of you followed me when I went to Morocco on my stories and saw me wearing it. And a lot of you asked for it. You speak, I listen, I execute. Um, and so dating back to the Bronze Age, the Itmid, which is coal, um, has historically been used to beautify the eyes and also for eye health. Um, and it suggests that using a coal, it may also help reduce skin flap growing on the eyelid and relaxes the eye strain. It's also said to spiritually protect you against the evil eye. It helps detoxify your eye moisture, eases congestion in tears ducts. It helps natural cleansing of the eyes and protects the eyes from dust particles floating in the air and brightens one's sight. Uh, it's even recommended to apply before going to sleep. It's all natural. It will make your lashes longer. I've noticed that it has made my lashes grow even though I'm wearing lash extensions. It protects the eyes from the sun. Um, there's a little glass applicator to apply it. If you go on my um, Instagram TV channel, um there is a whole tutorial on how I apply it and it gives you the deepest most exotic um eyes ever it's like very mystical eyes it's so beautiful um I hope you will love it so it's coming out on Monday or Tuesday and some of the proceeds will go to um you know to Ifra Foundation to fight female genital mutilation um i think i've told you everything there is to say this probably was the longest podcast you've ever listened to i apologize in advance for all the blabbering um if you have any questions don't hesitate to ask you can send me a message on instagram you can email me or you can even leave me a voice message on anchor uh, by following the link on the show notes and maybe your voice message or your question will be featured in our next on our next episode. 
on this note, I wish you a beautiful weekend or week, depending on when you're listening to this. Sending you so much love and bisous bisous from beautiful, sunny Monaco.